Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. That we are still in the midst of the longest Tuesday of our lives. It is Friday, November 6th, and as of this morning, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia are all blue, so that is very exciting. But by the time you guys listen to this episode tomorrow, Saturday the 7th or beyond, it is possible that we will know or not know more and who knows what we will know. But what we do know is that Steve Kornacki hasn't slept or bathed and possibly not eaten in days. And we are all perplexed by our thirst for him doing math on a giant iPad confirming that being an adult woman is weird. But anyway, we are super excited to release this episode because Arthi and I had the absolute pleasure of chatting with comedian and writer from the Emmy-nominated A Black Lady sketch show, Ray Sani. We had so much fun talking to her about all things Bravo and recapping Potomac. And I just, I hope you guys love it as much as we did just talking to her. You can find Ray on Twitter at R-A-E-S-A-N-N-I. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the reality is pod. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoy it. It's it's bizarre because I am weirdly very calm about the election, like super calm about it. And I think it's because this I've been doing my whole life. My coping mechanism is to focus on something very minute or not important at all and direct all of my fury at it because (laughs) I can't control big stuff. So right now I'm like over-focusing on a boy and how little he texts me in relation to how much I would like for him to text me. And so I'm not worried about the count in Georgia at all because I'm worried. I'm like, why hasn't John texted me back? (laughs) Is, Is this the white boy you've been talking about? I there can I just clarify that there is no white boy. That there was so is funny. Joke. Oh my god! <laughs> they got it was hysterical, and they just kept it was so it was so it was so bizarre for like for <laughs> listeners who don't know. I tweeted a joke on Sunday that was like friends. You know, um, I have a no white guys under Trump rule, which is true. I really do have that rule. And I was like, but I met this really handsome white guy that I would like to kiss. So please vote for Biden on Tuesday. And everyone like freaked out or not everyone, but like so many people freaked out. One, if there was a white dude that I wanted to fuck bad enough, I'm very good at breaking my own rules. Did I work out? (laughs) No. You know, did I eat well yesterday? No. It's very easy for me to set a boundary and cross it. It's very (laughs) It was truly just a joke. There is a white boy that I think is cute and I'm going to make out with, but I don't need the electorate's approval. (laughs) (laughs) That is absurd. 
the yeah. people telling me that I meant it, it I was like you're a fucking idiot if you <laughs> that was my favorite when they were like I'm using your own words here you're not joking <laughs> and, and what was funny was because I wrote and I was like Rafat this is so stupid underneath it I wrote you probably think I'm joking but I'm dead serious and they were like see you even said it you were dead and I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh Twitter is God. full of toddlers. Like yeah. everybody on Twitter is dumb as shit. The app is so crazy. I love it though. <laughs> well, well, the thing that is crazy about Twitter that has been a, like it's been crazy for a while. I've been on it for about ten years. But um, like what I got so illuminated about people who use Twitter when you like live tweet real housewives because people are fucking nuts live tweeting real housewives of beverly hills taught me just how psycho people can actually get i understand that lisa rinna is a horrendous human being but the things these people say to her i'm like you know she's like a character on a tv show right like you don't know this woman it's scary like but we cannot do that all the time either because you can say she's this is a character on tv but then they also have a following and that's why i can be mad at t-rab right oh of course say that he's the worst thing ever and everything he says is so racist and so horrible but he's not just a character either he's this person too who's got all these idiots following him right but there's like also so there's like i think the three of us can agree we all watch reality tv show kind of ironically like it's funny right and i think the issue is that you have a lot more people that are like watching it for real like people really want to kick candace's ass yeah people are a fucking obsessed with monique so i made that mistake a couple of weeks ago the day (laughs) of the day of um the actual fight on potomac and i zoomed in on this point where i saw which is like now everywhere where giselle pushes uh, monique back and i made the point because karen the fucking best person on tv right now is so she's amazing so she said on twitter everybody keep your eyes open look for the details or something like that she said something really cryptic like that and i was like oh yes i'm on the case and so then i (laughs) zoomed in on it and i posted it and i said first i thought it was robin so everybody fucking got on my ass because i said it was robin they're like that's not fucking robin look at the gemstones on the jacket that's giselle i was like i don't care who it is it's definitely not candace so i posted that and i said she was pushed. And that's probably what, when you're in a fight, you get pushed. You feel like whoever it is that you're fighting with did it, you're going to attack. Do I think that's okay that Monique then attacked Candace? No. And I also believe that Giselle did it because she was trying to be like, you got to back up, right? Yeah. Okay. The nuts, the crazy thing is that I had people who are like team Giselle and team Candace and people that were team Monique all getting on me because they all think that of their own interpretation of whatever it is that you've just tweeted. And then they're like, this is a reach. Like, leave me alone. I'm sorry. No, don't, don't lie. You loved every minute of it because that was the most action you got on Twitter. Yeah. I hated it and I loved it because I love the attention and then I hated it because I hate people. So. But it's so bizarre because I admittedly have never been in a physical fight and that could be for a number of reasons. Like I went to private school where nobody hit each other and all of this, you know, but then like, 
I also lived in the hood, like, but I just never got beat up, never got mugged or anything. So I'm speaking as a person who's just never been in a fight outside of my siblings. Obviously, everybody pinches their little sister and kicks them a little bit or whatever. But the way people are talking as if assaulting your coworker occurs with regularity <laughs> yes. is absurd. Yes. Like, like, people are like, talk shit, get hit. And I'm like, who are you hit? You yes. hit yes, why? It is so nuts to me. Like, how did I make it to 33 without ever getting hit a single time? <laughs> if every time somebody annoys you, you get to assault them to the third or the second degree. Like, this is stupid. We're playing like, oh, because somebody says drag me, you are compulsed like you were compelled to drag them it's yeah. compulsory um, <laughs> yeah it's like I was invited to to drag and now I must drag because she sent me the invitation and now I have to take it like it's manners <laughs> are you kidding you can RSVP no to a fight like you could just not fight so like especially when your job is to talk shit exactly that literally is the job yeah <laughs> so- <laughs> Part of the job. Do I think Candace is a good person? No. 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 Absolutely not. Would I, of my own volition, spend more than 15 minutes with that girl? Absolutely (laughs) not. But she's excellent television, and she was doing exactly what she was brought there to do. And the reason she freaked out was because there's no pulling wigs and and pounding the back of the head in the contract. Do you know what I mean? And so, like... I get I get her being mad. Now she's carrying it too far trying to send this woman to jail for 20 yeah. years. I don't know what she's doing. Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand what we're doing there, but like the way people are like, yeah, fuck up. I would have yeah. beat her ass. No, yeah. I would, I no. if I were T'Challa, I would be worried. Like if my mommy goes for 20 years to jail, <laughs> Where am I going to poop? Who's going to tell me to poop? <laughs> Especially since your father hates you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Chris does not give a fuck about that bird. No, he hates it so much. Oh, my God. I've never seen so much contempt for somebody's bird or somebody's pet like as I have with Chris. I think that we all need to do like a reevaluation and like i think there needs to be discussion of chris samuels being one of the worst housewives current husband absolutely let's discuss let's do that right now so so one of the things noor and i talk a lot about is we so much identify with wendy Mm -hmm. about how much it was expected of us to do well because you know your parents sacrificed and came here i don't know if that was similar for you know nigerians i know a lot of nigerians are also similar very similar to indians i think it's just mostly immigrant mentality obviously like Every culture has their way of expression, but you don't go to the place that they call the land of opportunity and try so hard to get in, especially when they're so restrictive, depending on where you're from. If it's a brown country, they're really, really restrictive. It's so hard to get in. You don't get there to sit around and do nothing. Mm-hmm. The like, intensity with which it, like you move to get into the country is the intensity you raise your children with to like become something once they're there. So I understand it to some degree. I think it's taxing and can be oppressive to children, but like I understand the motivation. 
fortunately for me, my parents were like a very reasonable amount of pushy, but they weren't like helicopter parents at all. They were very different from most Nigerian parents in that regard. Like they were not, they were strict in relation to like American parents, obviously. But as far as Nigerian Muslim parents go, they were like pretty liberal, you know, like I would tell them what I thought about things. I would make the case for why I should be let to do something that they wouldn't otherwise not let me do. You know, I had a I had a curfew. It was too early, but I had one as opposed to you're a girl. You can only go to school right, and back. Right, <laughs> right. Yep. So, so can you tell me, I'm, I'm curious, it's like Nigerian Muslim community yes are there characteristics that are very different in that community versus a nigerian christian community so when so wendy is Igbo, right and most um nigerian people the like in terms of pure numbers in within the political borders of nigeria are evil so yeah. they're the dominant language um spoken in terms of numbers and I could be wrong, so don't quote me on this, but like my parents are Yoruba. A lot of Nigerian people are Yoruba, like a lot of the music and, you know, writers and things like that. There's a lot of like cultural Nigerian like stuff that comes from Yoruba people, the gods in like Santeria religions, Brazil. That's like my yeah. my family's tribe. But Wendy's family and my family and the people that I'm raised by or the kinds of people that I would be stereotypically like are not that different. There's there's obviously subtle differences in the way you cook food and, you know, small family traditions and naming things and obviously religion. But like Wendy stresses me out because she's a very particular type of Nigerian woman that <laughs> like I went that went to my mosque that like yeah. went to baby showers with like I just stresses me out so yeah. fucking much. It's, yeah. So it, so you are you are like you're like Karen. You're not impressed. First of all, I am unimpressed. I'm unimpressed. You're unimpressed. Yes. Well, you know the rumor that was going around was all the caste system and all that. So I was just curious because in, in India there's Christians and there's caste system obviously all over India. There's a lot of different caste systems. When she's talking about caste and her family was saying, "Oh, Wendy's family is from a, a lower caste and that's why Eddie's parents don't like him." Is it caste within the tribes or is it be because of religious differences? I, I couldn't quite figure that out. So I don't want to speak because I'm not Igbo and I'm not Christian. And even like with Nigerian, like Muslim stuff, I'm not particularly knowledgeable. So I won't say like definitively anything. But from my experience, there are people for whom that stuff matters, but it's really not that serious, you know? So like... I bet they are in a situation where Eddie's family is part of this small church community somewhere in Maryland where all the Nigerians in the certain area live near each other and know each other and they have all these politics within the community. And I'm sure it matters to them so much that Wendy's got these degrees versus Eddie. Yeah. This isn't like some Romeo and Juliet star cross. Yeah. Right. It's, it's definitely like, uh, some people have obnoxious mother-in-laws who really care. Yep. Oh, I want my daughter to marry a Muslim because she's a Muslim. It matters to me. Yep. I'm going to make 
their life difficult. There are definitely people like that. But Nigeria is not a place where if you have people from different tribes or if somebody marries wealthy when they were born poor that, oh, your family would disown them just because there are like class Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I heard Wendy on Danny Pellegrino's show. I heard a little bit of that and she talked about it. And it's not all this shit about caste system. That's just bullshit, by the way, from like the blogs. She said it, that she's been with Eddie since she was like 17. Their families were family friends. And it's like a couple of months before the wedding, the moms got into a fight. And then the moms decide, or Eddie's mom and dad and siblings decided not to come. But like Eddie's whole extended family was at the wedding, so it's like oh, okay. definitely played up for the show, yeah. right? That's it's why I'm not, feel like, yeah. yeah. And I think there's so much more to it, but I think but, it's something stupid like she gave somebody sprinkle cookies. I mean, like, Wendy's mom seems like a lunatic. Like she does not she seem does. like a, a like a normal lady. Well, I I would argue so. Admittedly, everybody in the world, every culture in the world has like people who want to be famous or people who like attention. But if mm-hmm. you can find a Nigerian person from <laughs> Nigeria on the, like in America and like willing to be on Real Housewives of anything, they're mm-hmm. probably crazy because yeah. Nigerians are like Nigerians are very like ostentatious and like you know showy people but there are still things that they're still like very proud there are things that are beneath them like a nigerian woman would be like who am i to be fighting with these peasants on television (laughs) so for like like, wendy's mom to be agreeing to be on camera in the first fucking place is wild to me like wendy existing on this show is such a I don't know what to do. Like, why would you be a person who cannot stop bragging about your four degrees and be on this show? Explain this to me. I don't know. Okay. okay. But before we go on, I want to tell you one of the things that we, Nora and I, are a huge fan of is a black lady sketch show. Mm-hmm. And I know you're writing the next season, correct? We already finished writing. The, uh, oh. I was hoping that you could put a Wendy character in there. Oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't even begin to know what to write about Wendy. Like, I, she, like, there's, uh, there's just like a, uh, she's just hard. You know how, like, so did you, when Family Karma came on, did you have yeah. any anxiety? About- so much. Right. Oh, so much. Oh, my God. I had a ton i didn't want to watch it because i thought they would do something stupid and especially i'm pretty sensitive to the fact that the arranged marriage thing and all of that right so i'm thinking that's going to come on and people are not going to understand that it's pretty common it's the same thing as going on match.com it's just that there's a yenta there who's going to look at it so it's common in jewish communities it's pretty common elsewhere but I felt like that was going to get be taken over and made fun of. The other thing I thought was you. The other thing is that we know Ind- Indian men and you know Desi men. Desi is all South Asian, like Pakistani Indian. They can be quite different, and they can talk down to women and all of that. And I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. that's going to happen. And it's going to be characterized like one sweeping thing that all men yeah. are like, all Indian men are like that, all Indian families are like that. And that's, 
and I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't watch the first mm-hmm. episode. I didn't watch until Noor watched and said, it's okay, I, you can watch it. <laughs> it was actually you who convinced me because they, like I... Yes, that's true. I watched part of the first episode, but there was like something very like patriarchal that I think, um, what's the fashion girl's grandfather? Like Anisha, yeah. grandfather said something about getting married and I was like, Mm -hmm. this gets too close to home. Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch this show. Like it was stressing me out and, but it ended up being fine. But I, I like the same anxiety you feel is sort of what I felt about Wendy. Like I'm not one of these respectability politics people that Wendy actually seems to be Miss Monique is making black people look bad, which I hate that argument all the time. But there are just, things that even if I don't subscribe to it, it doesn't mean the rest of the world does. So like um, when Wendy starts saying things in the testimonials, like in Nigerian culture, we, it's like, she might be right. It is true in Nigerian culture that we spray you with money at parties, but I don't want there to be one person that we all refer to on TV and you need something explained and here they are ready to say in Nigerian culture, we, when that could just be a tick or an idiosyncrasy of their personality. And so I was like, I was like, she stresses me out in that way. Yeah. And I'm sure that happens every time when the Shahs of Sunset came on, I'm sure there were Persians who had the same thing. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Right. Yeah. I remember I was watching uh, Shahs of Sunset this season actually and there was like a whole fight where like MJ was telling Mike's girlfriend that Mike was so controlling. And yeah. And yeah. she was like, that's why I married a white guy or something. That's why you should yes. marry a white guy because Persians yes. are controlling. And I was like, oh my God. She just said that on TV. And like, yeah. because there's only shots of sunset to like, that represents at least a certain type of persian person there was no one there's no example to contradict that false claim except for mike who actually is controlling getting mad at <laughs> right you know yeah. what i mean yeah and so it yeah. was like i felt so bad because i was like now because mj has castigated like a group of men a certain way and it just so happens that mike is what she was talking about you're stuck with like a label yeah. That wouldn't exist if there were other representation. I'm not the kind of person who's like, take bad representations of people off TV. I'm one of those people who's like, put all of it on TV. And I just find it unfortunate that I don't like Wendy because there are tons of wonderful Nigerian women that could be on TV too. Yeah. Including you. <laughs> so so let's talk a little bit about a Black Lady Sketch Show. You are Emmy nominated. How did that feel? It was so cool. I wasn't Emmy nominated because I'm not a producer on the show, but it was like really cool for the show to get nominated in our first season and like that that was like really, really Yeah, exciting. then we have to get you Emmy nominated. We have to get you into more skits you were in like three or four skits oh no that <laughs> is not a thing 
I want to do. But you were I perfect in the role. You were chronically depressed <laughs> in the basic ball. Yeah, I was being, I was being myself. Like <laughs> yeah, I watched. So I ended up watching. I binged it on Tuesday because I told myself I'm not going to watch the news. I'm not going to be on Twitter. I have too much PTSD from before. I'm going to like focus on my kids and my job and like binge stuff and listen to stuff that I like. So from actually from like six o'clock. Tell when I say like 11 o'clock. That's what I did. I just watched the whole season. <laughs> it was fantastic. Individuals. Thank you very much. I like money. Thank yes. You. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, you can send me a thank you card later. It's fine. I will. Um, I will. <laughs> and, and it was so good. I died at the basic ball. I don't think that you guys probably knew that we would all be contestants for chronic depression. I know, right? Can in 2020. Know? I hope that you guys bring that back next season. It was so good. That and the other one with the courtroom, Kiki, that I love that one. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good. And and the one that I use all the time and one that a lot of my colleagues use, a lot of my black colleagues use at work is the 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 spy one where you invisible spy, invisible spy. Oh, my God. That was yeah. that is so true though. We are like completely invisible when we are in that kind of a situation. Nobody notices that. It is so crazy because uh, I moved to LA three years ago. It's a thing I've made a part of my personality. Being a native New Yorker who hates living in Los Angeles, completely original. I know. And, <laughs> and but like it is so crazy how invisible I feel in this city in a way that I did not ever feel. It, I do, it doesn't even feel like your city like I wouldn't think of your personality to be living in LA I'm just uh, you're more you are so much a New Yorker I didn't realize you know until I moved out here I don't the sun is oppressive man I need winter I need rain I need to use an umbrella at least three times a year please give me a reason you know (laughs) But, but but it is very interesting to feel invisible in a way that like you know, you never. So that was like a really prescient sketch. I'm very glad that yeah, got to make it. Inside. Well, here's wishing that you're able to. Oh, they're able to shoot it sooner. I know they're. Uh, you're waiting because of COVID, right? Yeah. I so- hope that gets done soon, and that this time around you get an Emmy too. I hope they give you one. (laughs) Thank you. This is very sweet. (laughs) So I'm going to slither into Real Housewives of Potomac now. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, But before we get into that, I want to ask you some questions about like just reality TV in general, because the whole thing on our podcast is that we love it and we know that it's like kind of a problem that we love it. But I know I truly enjoy some of these extremely problematic women on my TV Who's your absolute favorite housewife that you know it's like fucked up to love them, but you love them anyway? Oh, that's easy peasy. Kenya Moore. <laughs> She's a terror. She's a terror. She's a righteous terror. <laughs> I-, I think the best seasons of Atlanta were the Kenya and Phaedra seasons. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I want, it was so crazy because I'm one of these people. I'm one of those people who like the minute I feel like too many people are ganging up on one person. I don't care what that person did. I'm suddenly on that person's side. Like I hate a gang up. I love an underdog. Like I specifically remember like the first season Kenya was on Real Housewives of Atlanta being like, she fucking sucks. Like I remember hating her when like, do you remember when Portia was like, bye Ashy? You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Like, I remember being like, she's so annoying. She deserves this. Like, who cares? Miss America versus Miss USA. Like, who gives a fuck? She had that fake boyfriend on the on the couple's trip. Yes. Like, all of, <laughs> like, all of, it, all of it was absurd. Like, she was flirting with Phaedra's husband. Like, every single part of it was absurd. Like, Kenya was a terror, right? But, like, the minute Apollo started flirting back, but everyone focused their fury only at Kenya. That was the moment I was like, oh no, now I have to be on her side because we're not going to do this slut shaming and then letting Apollo get away with it. And then once I let myself go, oh no, I'm kind of on Kenya's side. I saw exactly how funny and clever and conniving and like, like she like she's fucked. she was made she's again one of like like Karen Huger she was made for that show exactly. she's made for TV and mm-hmm. she's like she's self-aware and she's extremely intelligent and like then at that first reunion everyone was against Kenya and I thought she handled herself so well so like I know that Kenya is a horrible human being like I say it all the time the only difference between Giselle and Kenya for me is that I feel like if I hung out with Giselle I would really really enjoy myself which is why like she's my favorite housewife right now but Kenya is my all-timer one of my top three all-time but I know I do not think I would be at brunch having a good time with Kenya. really I I have the opposite I think I would not I would be able to hang out with Kenya and have fun but I would probably get annoyed with Giselle. I would like want to just slap her up. <laughs> like, first of all, G- Giselle and her decor and the house and the way she dresses. I love it. Give that's it to not, me. Yeah, I'm fine with funny it. To you. it is it's hysterical. It's it is so funny. No, I don't know. I think Kenya does the same thing, but she does a slightly different version of it. You know, I, I, I find Giselle annoying. I just don't find her funny. I think, I think the difference is that Kenya is like dangerously mean yeah. almost. Yeah, and Giselle is playfully mean. Like Giselle is really being funny. Yes. Like when she showed up at the press conference with no press wearing that T-shirt <laughs> with the black Bill Gates on it. And like it said free Ray or whatever. Yes. Like, it's hilarious. She genuinely thinks she's so funny. The problem I do have with Giselle is that when Candace tries to be funny back, she gets offended. But whatever. That's just because I think Giselle has like a bit of an ego. But yeah. I think Giselle is in on the joke. Yeah, no, no. I, I think there's – I truly think that there's no real difference between them in terms of being self-aware and producing the show, like producing their mm-hmm. own storylines and show well enough that we know that they're like creating scenarios, but it doesn't take you out of the show. Like versus like Lisa Vanderpump by the final two or three seasons, we're like, okay, Lisa has decided this is what we're going to talk about all season or whatever. It's like, even when Giselle and Kenya are doing that, it doesn't ruin the like flow of the show. I don't feel like that's true. No, but mm-hmm. th- that's true for all these shows. That You cannot compare any of these shows with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They're nonsense. Just, it's not on the same. They're not on, even on the same level. Like Beverly Hills just sucks. Like, Giselle is so, like, transparent. Like, we, like that one scene, it was, it's, like, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life was, like, when she's walking, when they're on Monique's ha- lake house, and she's walking with uh, Wendy early in the morning, and she's, like, telling Wendy that she shouldn't be mad at Ashley, and she just pivots out of fucking 
Yes. Like, yes. The person you should be mad at is Karen. And I just like. Giselle's like not even trying to be. Yeah. Karen didn't say that. (laughs) She's not speaking. In this week's episode, they show her talking to Wendy. She's like, are you going to tell Karen what I said? And she goes, no. No. (laughs) Come on. How is that? Like, that is hysterical to me. That is like. So fucking funny. She knows how to <laughs> on the show. Like, it just, it's like, it's hard to explain how being meddlesome and that terrible is down to earth. But it's really, it just feels familiar and fun. I would love to hang out with her. Yeah, I think that's the same <laughs> reason why, like, early seasons, Dorinda, I really enjoyed her. Do you watch New York? Exactly. I yeah. love, I didn't watch New York this season because actually Dorinda being so terrible mm-hmm. The last two seasons really got to me. And so, like, they, like I can usually make the case for somebody, like, even when Kenya Moore has done the worst things on the planet, I can justify it. Because I think, with the exception with the cookie lady stuff last season, yeah. <laughs> um, Kenya does evil things, but she never starts. It's usually somebody says something very out of line or disrespectful that you would think is a small slight that Kenya blows up and then takes it to the next level. So like when she brought the marching band to Marlo's hair, like <laughs> or whatever, it's like everybody's like, oh, Kenya's a hater. Why did she do that? She did that. She is, she is extra. No, She's the definition extra the definition she did that because marlo insulted her marriage at lake bailey the week before but Mm. nobody remembers that part because what kenya did was so over the fucking top that it was like you know but like i feel similar like i feel like dorinda it got to the point where she was treating tinsley so badly there Mm. wasn't a moment i could refer to like oh well last week at so-and-so moment in this place, Tinsley did this to Dorinda. And even though Dorinda's response was outsized, she was like, I couldn't even make the case mm-hmm. for Dorinda. She was just so terrible to literally everyone but Leah. It was astonishing. It was yeah. astonishing. I feel the same way about Lisa Rinna. Like, people hate Lisa. At Lisa Rinna. I, and then it was the same issue with me or with her for me, which was that she was she's very meddlesome. She's very transparent about it. And then this season went bonkers on Denise. And yes. I was like, okay, well, you, you did too much. You got to calm was, down. It was, it was sad because uh, I think at the end of the day, um, like, for example, like Kenya took it too far when she pretended to have a feeling about knowing that Cynthia was going to be proposed to, right? Yeah. And like... Candy got real life upset with her. Like there's the friendship that you have for the TV show, you know, where you're always an ally to somebody. And that's, you know, that's what happens on these things. Yeah. But there's also like the real life friendship that you form, the people that you're friends with on the show. And it was very clear to me that like uh, Candy was like real life mad at, uh, was like real life mad at Kenya for it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm that Kenya felt real life bad for almost ruining Cynthia's moment. Even if Kenya can't apologize on TV because her ego doesn't let her, it felt to me like for a moment, they, within the three of them, there was like a real life friendship stuff that needed to be addressed. And I think that Kenya felt remorseful, right? But with Lisa Rinna, 
what was astonishing to me was like, there was several moments over the course of the season where it was like, no, in real life, your friend is really upset in Mm -hmm. real life. Yeah. Yeah. Your friend, like your actual friendship is on the line now. This isn't just for production. And Rinna kept doing the kayfabe wrestling shit anyway. When it was like, (laughs) Like, 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 even, like even Garcelle is like, yo, if this is your friend, calm down. Like we're all here for a game for sure. But it's like at some point, you know, even when they had that talk when they were in Italy, it was like, okay, I thought maybe Rina was gonna wake up and be like, no, really, my friend is talking to me right now and being like, I'm hurting her feelings. But mm-hmm. Rina just kept doing TV when yeah. real was like right and that was what was like really off-putting to me i she's always in front of every time you put a camera in front of her she starts acting up yeah Yeah, that's it the fact that you would like accuse like you know garcelle like i garcelle messed up by even mentioning anyone's children because if you say a child's name people will purposely mishear anything you say so i would i would suggest never mentioning children whenever you're on one of these shows. But, like, you're accusing Garcelle of blaming your daughter's anorexia on you. This is your friend of over 20 years. Like, that's a conversation that Garcelle was wrong for even mentioning on TV and allowing for there to be space for it to be misconstrued. But, like, you are real people friends. Like, you should go to your friend and be like, it hurt my feelings when you implied... Like, it was so weird that Rina wasn't going to let herself like break the fourth wall ever even yeah. when she saw what was at stake yeah and you know with Giselle and Karen for example that's not there like you know that when the cameras are off like Giselle actually cares about Karen and like they've got like a bit of a banter going like you could yeah. tell they like go at each other and I love that that's why well it feels like Karen really hates her this season yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it like this season it's finally real like you know I think Karen is trying to figure out should she hate her or should she even give that much of an importance to Giselle or just dismiss her she's not she's she's like one minute she hates her the other minute she's like you're not even worth that right. she wants to dismiss her and that's the struggle that Karen I mean Giselle about. did accuse Ray of like hitting on some random woman Erica Lyle yes. if you, right. that's why that's why that's why also this fight with Candace and Monique is so astonishing to me because I was like, this is such a nothing fight. What they were fighting over is crazy. Like if you leave aside the rumors about what Monique is supposedly saying about, I mean, or Candace is supposedly saying about Monique's marriage. Like if you take the footage at face value, the stuff people have said and done to each other on this show. And this is the thing we fight it for. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Break. There was a lot. There was a lot behind that punch, behind that terrible. Uh, there was a lot of other husband. stuff, other shit that yeah. was caused. It's it was- that her husband's a piece of shit. That's what it is. Yes. Like- so it become a full circle to Chris is a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is, like it. So I've never liked uh, Chris Samuels. I mm-hmm. I love I love being right about this stuff. So every time <laughs> I'm bring it up. 
But I have never liked Monique or Chris. And mm-hmm. I don't mean dislike them, like don't want them on the show. Like I, I'm perfectly happy to dislike people that I watch on television all the time. Like I think it's okay to realize that there are people who are meant to be unlikable and you can enjoy them and their entertainment anyway. So like I never like wanted Monique fired until this season. And I just think that she should be fired for fucking Candace up like and not oh the first hit or whatever it's the like not letting go when six producers are trying to separate you or you know running around the back of the building together like that was where I was like okay (laughs) what's so crazy like you have to fire this girl but like I like I don't mind Monique being on the show I just don't like her like she strikes me as somebody who like if we were in the same place like if we went to the same school would just be somebody you just didn't like you know Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. And, and she's boring. She's boring. And like she she also just uh, I am very resentful of women who are proud of themselves for being anti-feminist. Like, yep. I think there are people who are like anti-feminist because they have been indoctrinated. We've grown up in a misogynist society like you internalize these things. But that's different from like. Monique like Monique has like learned from men or people who hate women what a good woman is like and then Monique has tried to make herself those things and then she judges other people for not achieving those things and I don't Mm -hmm. like that so it'll be like Mm -hmm. like even naming your business not for lazy moms so fucked up you You know what I mean? I know. And and you're a tired mom. You're an unhappy mom. And like, so you don't have it either. So like, you know, shit like that. Like, eat like the whole show started with the kid walking up to somebody on the street and said, my mommy's tired. So she did a podcast. Right? She's got all her kids with her. She's got one baby strapped on and she's handing out flyers for a podcast. And I did not understand this. I was like, I did not know you had to what? do that. So I don't even know where to go to hand out flyers. We got to go podcast. to Kinko's and print out flyers for this episode. But it's also, but also it's like busy work too. And yes. like, it's like the kind of stuff you do to tell just so you can tell people that you yes but it's not it's not like revolutionary it's like she makes her situation difficult so that she can be proud of herself for handling a difficult situation yes but god that's so perfect oh that's that's so so perfect because i know so many women like this that is so perfect but like for me it's very clear that she's like in distress like even before you get to like Candace and you know the nothing fight and whether or not she's cheating on her husband it's like you are a a woman in her mid-30s you are uh, you are like a, a star on if not a hit television show a culturally successful television show like it's zeitgeisty enough to have people excited about it you're extremely wealthy you are busy with three full kids and you are in such distress that you needed to buy a bird to be your best friend. Like, <laughs> like, like a lot is going on. You know what I mean? Like a lot is But going also, on. but also she got a bird that was was very dependent on her too. It was not yeah, like Yeah, she chose to get a bird and then she chose to potty train the bird. Right. Yes. She chose to do more work. Yes. <laughs> On the bird. Put a fucking bird in a cage and let the bird shit yeah. in the cage like other birds. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't gonna be a parrot 
you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it could have been it could have been a whole bunch of you know uh, cardinals or something like that, gold <laughs> finches, maybe finches, but no, she had to get a. a you know, she had to get one of these things, bird that had to be trained to poop. Exactly. And like, she like, she carries it everywhere, despite her husband clearly loathing the animal. Like, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's like a desperate cry for help. You know what I mean? So like, so like, I, you know, so when her and Candace got into the fight, I was like, oh yeah, she's, 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 this isn't about Candace at all. Like, I remember they did that confessional. It was like when they were at like Monique's lake house, Chris calls and he's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to grill anymore because I, if I grill, then I won't have time to hang out with the boys, which is so weird to me. I hate when real housewife husbands get intense about being with other husbands. It's like, why? Yeah. Are you like, First of all, yes, but also you could grill and talk to the husband. It's not right, like grilling yeah. is going to take you away from sitting on like what fucking what like michael darby is not that interesting like juan never says anything (laughs) wait one one doesn't even go to these things right he's he's way too busy living his life so he's not even going to these things and michael darby you're right has nothing to say well you know so like it was basically just gonna be like chris bassett or whatever and like i don't even know and like eddie Exactly. And so like, but he calls and he says he's not gonna grill for her. And that made me very angry for her because it's like, here's one small thing you could do. We're at this lake house clearly to celebrate my birthday. And we're on camera because it's my little job, you know, it's like, come grill for me. That's all you needed to do. But you made my birthday weekend about you getting to hang out with the boys who are the husbands of my coworkers. So like, here's like, he's somebody who doesn't give a fuck about her feelings. He hates the animals that like, she like, even if I hated the bird that my wife bought to be very annoying, I would be curious as to why she felt she needed the bird, not resent. When she already had two sharks floating around. Exactly. They have that stupid fish tank in their kitchen. Like, <laughs> it's like he, There are all these signs for him to be like paying his wife attention because she's very unhappy and he doesn't and like so when Monique was upset about that I remember she goes like oh that's another thing that I just you know another emotion that I just put in the box and close it and I just put it on the shelf right next to the box with my husband right and I was like why the fuck is Candace's box next to your husband's box like bitch you are yes we were talking about that this is transference like a motherfucker because the argument they had to start that fight was so nothing it was so nothing and like when she went to that like pastor and they had the breakthrough that was like Candace didn't deserve that blah 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 and I was like yes we've got like like Monique is gonna get it but the thing is Monique would have to confront that she's actually very unhappy and mm-hmm. that's not her brand so until Monique's ready for that honesty with herself Candace is gonna be the subject of her ire for the rest she's gonna be remorseless and all that 
until she's ready to admit that she thought she wanted to be a wife and mother to a rich guy and his kids, but she wants to be more than that. And her husband is not happy with it until she says that to herself. Candace deserved to get her ass whooped. That's what she's going to say. Yeah. And I mean, similarly to like what we're seeing now with Ray and Karen, right? Where Karen is like, I'm my own person and I have a business. And Ray is like, well, I expect you to take care of the house and then take care of me. I think that Monique is probably wondering if she's going to now have to have that same conversation with Chris. And I'm sure that when you're a pretty girl who marries a big old rich NFL guy, that's not really part of your discussion when you get married to that person. You're not talking about like, how are you going to emotionally fulfill me? He's like, I'm going to throw money your way. We're going to fuck. We're going to have a bunch of babies. I'm going to give you all these houses and you're going to be quiet and you're going to like it. Like, Yeah. And And she spends that money like, Nothing. She spent it that two hundred thousand. She bought this parrot. She has the shark. She yes. spent it two hundred thousand dollars on the on the podcast live show for all the goodie bags. And stuff. then now she has these flyers that she's handing out all these extra flyers. She just I, spends it left yeah, and right. I've had podcasts. I've done a live show. Like, what did you spend two hundred thousand dollars on, Monique? Like, what? This other podcaster mixing it with money. She is from DC area and she was at that show. It was in the daytime. They had breakfast and like Monique was buying everybody drinks and there was food and all this shit. But it's like, that's not why people need to come and see you. If people are going to come and see you, it's going to be to hear your content. It's not going to be so they can get a free, you know, French toast and a drink. That is so Monique like I over yeah. I over psychoanalyze these people but Monique is someone me too who's very like showy and lacks substance it's like in every aspect of her life and of course like her her live show would have the same lack of substance but very flashy and looks very cool and nice from the outside yeah she's got a lot of like I can do everything look at me look how cool I am I'm so good at everything I do yeah. but it's also like you're obviously cracking at the seams everybody yeah. can see you you're actually not cool at all. You're about to flip out yeah. and then you dragged a bitch. Yeah. So you, like you beat up your minuscule coworker like you're clearly <laughs> so minuscule. <laughs> no, and and the best way to deal with candy ass is by ignoring her. She would hate that. Yeah. She but, would hate it if you ignored her. She's yeah. craving attention at all times. It, That's why she's doing what she's doing. You all you have to do is ignore her and that will drive her nuts. She also has a yeah. terrorist for mother and she, oh my does. God. she does. So the thing is like like with Mama Joyce, right? Like you're like, yeah. oh, you're like, oh, she's kind of a terrible mom but with mama joyce you can always make the case that she just has candy's best interest at heart she's just a mama bear protecting her cub you know like maybe she's overprotective but you can come up with like good intentions for mama joyce you know who trusts todd not i no With Dorothy, I do not, I cannot find a single well-meaning, (laughs) well-intentioned, like, at at all. Like, not any, like, when has Dorothy done a single thing and you were like, she does that because she loves her daughter? No. (laughs) There is not 
Not a single time. You know what I mean? Like, and Dor- I, Dorothy, Dorothy behaves like she's Candy's sibling, like an older yes. sister. And she yeah. behaves like a sibling with both the girls. Well, yes. so I also like to psychoanalyze these people for like no good reason. It's fun. So fun. I think the relationship between Candace and her mom is that her mom was married. She They had Candace. The dad cheated on Dorothy and they split up when they were really young. But the dad always had a very good relationship with Candace. And I think okay. it just comes down to like Dorothy doesn't like Candace because Candace gets the attention from the father that Dorothy never got. And then when she lost it over the half brother coming to the wedding, I was like, (laughs) which is crazy. Like she's fucking like like it wasn't maybe like maybe if the half brother had just been born, like maybe if the situation had happened like five years ago like the the emotions could be justified like candace is a whole adult now like that happened like you've been married to a different person for over half a century like yes. what are you talking about like yes. I, I could not but i was like what like why like why is this even a thing right now like so crazy. <laughs> and it's like and I can't imagine even having that conversation first of all my mom would never do such a thing because she's a decent person yeah. <laughs> like, my mom would never be like you can't invite your half brother to the wedding because I hate him like my mom would never put me in that position but also Candace, you're a fucking idiot and that's what you get for relying on your mother if you if you let this person control your whole life, they are going to control your life. You can't be like you can't allow someone to not have boundaries or not understand boundaries and then try to set a boundary and be astonished when they don't hit it. Your mother would rather hit you in the face with a purse than respect <laughs> you. That is crazy. To, that is like absolutely psych. Like that is like even when she told Monique to like press charges, I understand like you know, if you're you're a mother, you hear that your daughter's been assaulted, and I'm sure the way Candace told her the story, it made it sound like Monique was a rabid animal that came mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Like, I get that, but that scene didn't feel like a mother who was protective of her child. It felt mm-hmm. like someone who was like like vengeful, like get back. Like it was, it didn't feel like concern for Candace. It felt yeah. like protection of their image, protection of ego kind of thing. I've never honestly felt like a genuinely loving moment between them. No. Absolutely. absolutely and if not. I were a fucking therapist, I would not keep appearing on this show and making it look like I can't do my job. You literally hit her with a purse. <laughs> It's wild. Right. It's not like the feedback has been positive and so she should be in some kind of bubble where it makes sense that she doesn't think she's crazy. Like, literally everybody thinks she's a fucking psycho. Like, it is not an accident. Like, everyone thinks she's a horrible person and everyone blames Candace. <laughs> so what did, So what do you think about Candace's singing, though? Oh, no. We had a lot of Candace singing. It was. It reminded me of Kim Zolciak practicing and her voice coach. <laughs> Let's give her better than Kim Zolciak. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, she's... She's a little better than Kim Zolci. Personally, it feels very Melissa Gorga to me. It's like, mm-hmm. all you need to be is young and pretty and irritating to the rest of your cast members. Like, I don't need you <laughs> to 
be like trying to do anything else. We don't need you to be like a pop star. Like I don't need anything else. Just be pretty and annoying and irritating. Like that's all we need. And so, and like getting beat up is a good enough storyline for me. <laughs> That is so true. I mean, like you have done your part, Candace. You can sit sit back now. (laughs) Like relax. You know what I mean? Like I don't need a producer with a fedora right now. Your ass. She could have saved this for next year, next season. You know, it could even be like maybe next year would be like her comeback season. You know what I mean? I got my ass kicked, but now I'm singing. Yeah, you know, like this is your opportunity to be a victim, and like you, like this fight could and should give us two and a half seasons of content. But Candace is trying to move through the like story too quickly. It's like, <laughs> no nah, man, like you're still a victim. Like how have you gotten she got punched how many weeks ago? Like two or three weeks ago and she's thinking. Like you got your ass beat only like only a month ago and I'm already tired of you. Like that is not how this is supposed to <laughs> mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm supposed to like feel bad for you for at least through the reunion. Exactly. Through your reunion part one at the very least. Yes. Then we can be like, oh yeah, Candace came to the reunion and showed us who she really was again. Like something like yeah. with Kelly Dad or Tamara or something so, like you're Tamara, so right. You're so right. She's doing way too and much. And you're like, oh yeah, I remember I hate you now. And then like but Candace is just not even doing that. She's just being awful. Like was seriously pressing chart like come the fuck on i know i know yeah i know but you know the pressing charges i think that is all dorothy that is all dorothy dorothy is like get that money and i said this a couple of episodes ago when we talked about it but i will say it again that if a rich person slapped me i would go for their money too i'd be like all right candace turning this whole thing into like Oh, but I'm so emotionally distraught. Like, bitch, you're not distraught. You're having your stupid vocal lessons with your friend. (laughs) You're going to this corny studio. You're crying. Like, you're fine. You're perfectly fine. You're not that not That was not a champagne, Jay-Z champagne worthy. (laughs) Was it? Oh, with the signing. (laughs) Yeah. So she gets, so so on this episode, Candace sings and she gets served and she, and she signs on to this record label. She cries about it. She cries. She, I'm like, why are you crying about this? You're on TV already. Yes. Like, like <laughs> calm let's, down. Let's not pretend like we don't know how the music industry works now. Like, if anything, you like it used to be the record labels discovered people and exploded yep. them, and now it's like you are famous on your own. You have your own platform, and then they just give you more money. It's like. Candace, you've been on TV for like four years. Like this, there's nothing that this guy can give you that will be the big push that your pop career needs. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here? Well, yeah. And it's also like Luann, right? This season. So Luann has a new single called Viva La Diva. And she, it's produced by Desmond Child, who I guess is like a super popular He's like a major producer from the 90s. Okay. And she like got so excited about it. Like, oh, it's the Desmond Child. Like, bitch, the only reason he's doing this is because he's gotten savvy to the fact that people are obsessed with Housewives and mm-hmm. they're going to download it and they're going to listen to it. Like, I will say Candace is probably the best singer we've had so far out of the Housewives. Sure? But, yeah. but like this guy isn't what like. What about Candy? You're not are you forgetting Candy? Oh, I mean, of course. No, listen. <laughs> 
Candy is a singer on her own. I'm well, talking about candy, like the, the tea is though. Is Candy that strong a singer? Because <laughs> <laughs> Candy like. Like in every singing group, there's like the person who doesn't need to have like the best vocals because they're cool or whatever. And that was Candy. <laughs> and Candy wrote all the songs. Like like Candy didn't need to have the strongest vocals. You know what I mean? So like, it's fine. Like Escape did fine, even if Candy can't sing that well. It's okay. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I don't want to say anything because I feel like people are going to get mad, but I don't really care for Candy singing either. But um. Yeah, I think out of like all of the housewives, except for Candy, <laughs> these like this is definitely the better singer. But like, I don't know why Candace is crying, like as if she already won a fucking Grammy. Like, <laughs> calm down, okay? You're basically she's basically at the same level as DJ James Kennedy at this point. Right. Like, <laughs> you're gonna get the same amount of plays. She would kill herself. All right, so there's tea time with Giselle, Robin, and Karen. And this is, okay, another point for Giselle and, like, why she would be my friend is she shows up, and I guess she forgot her nice shoes probably for (laughs) filming. And she was probably driving in her, like, Adidas slides. And so she gets in, and she's like, don't look at my feet. I forgot my shoes. And then, of course, the editors cut to her feet. But I was like, see, Giselle is my friend. Like, I would do that. Exactly. And, of course, Robin orders everything on the menu. Like, I don't think you understand. Like, so many people don't get it, but I fucking love Robin Dixon. Like, I'm so glad. (laughs) You know, like, she's astonishingly regular, and it, like, works. It is just, she gonna eat, you know. She's, like, she's, like, in this dumb relationship with this dumb guy. Like, like she's, like, oh, my taxes were off by 90,000 because I'm bad at math. Whoops. I fucking love her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, her friend Giselle likes mess, so she's gonna pretend to be like a good person, but love the mess. Which, like, I just love Robin. Yeah, she she almost feels like she's one of the audience members. Yeah. Just she, yeah, she's very Greek chorus vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. just walking around and watching what's happening and just having fun. Yes, yeah, so yeah. she's just laughing her, her ass off at the other women. Exactly. Like the season before this last one, like last season, I think was like the best potomac season and there are so many like amazing moments where it's like something absurd has just happened and you just see robin like in a corner or like slightly out of the shot losing her <laughs> she's just dying like my favorite moment of the season last season was when karen and giselle had that um argument about boundaries when they were at the beignet spot and yes Giselle's like boundaries and she's like pulling like the napkin and it's like boundaries up boundary down boundary up <laughs> and you just see like there's a moment where like Giselle slams boundaries up or whatever and just Robin is like dying and she's like a beignet in her mouth she's like <laughs> It's so funny. And I'm just like, I love it so much. And it's so dumb. Like, oh, I'm going to flip houses now. You, Everybody has that one friend who's just trying to find what their, like, side hustle is. And, like, we, like, Robin fucking went to go see if she wanted to buy a tow truck. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, yes! <laughs> we never even circled back on that. Like, that just happened. And then that was yeah, it. And now yeah, that was it. That. I mean, she she has, uh, she is, in terms of business opportunities, 
she's very much the Sonia of this, yeah. of, this of this franchise. She has everything under the sun. She puts uh, puts her fingers into everything that she can. <laughs> like, where else can I spend Juan's money? Let me do. Exactly. Let me do that. Like you literally, like to the point where the person who stole your money, like your financial planner, your business manager, suicided. Because he felt guilty for losing your money. And you would, like, make that your storyline for the first, like, five years you're on this show. And the minute you get money, you're <laughs> 90K in debt to the IRS. That's the first thing you rub in. It's so exactly what I would do, and I love her so much. Like it's like, of course I would do that stupid shit. Like of course I would be like, whoops! Like I just came out of bankruptcy. I'm gonna do my own taxes. Like what is wrong? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, so Karen shows up and Karen definitely tries to shame Robin I think so Karen brings up the fact that Robin owes $90,000 in like a very disingenuous like I'm just concerned about you wait and Robin's like bitch we already filmed this everybody already knows okay move on we're gonna talk about how you talk shit about Wendy like (laughs) it was just it was so funny because like you knew that like first well first when she sat down they started telling her how Wendy talks shit and they were concerned because obviously there's something going on with Karen and Ray and then Karen because she's very much like wants to be in control of the information about her that comes out when it comes out right like I don't think Karen intended on getting drunk with those ladies at the fucking lake house and spilling that and I don't think she really thought it was going to be on TV so the fact that like it comes out in that way you can tell Karen is like very perplexed she did a lot of lip pursing and lip pouting (laughs) and and tilting her head she was like okay how much did I talk and what do they already know? And how I, how can I deflect this? Let me think about it. I like, so, like, it's no secret. I don't like Wendy. <laughs> but she's doing all the things that a first season housewife should do to get yes. cast back. Yes. Um. So, like, I get why she told Giselle that and waited until she and Karen had beef to share it. Like, I get exactly what she did and why she did it. But when, like... Giselle was asking her, I was like, why did Wendy do that? Like, it, I just didn't, it, just yeah. didn't like, ugh, Wendy. it was really messy. It was really messy for like no good reason. And Giselle kind of talked about it in a way of being like, oh, we're worried about you, even though obviously she's not. Mm-hmm. But that's not even how Wendy said it. Wendy was like, oh, by the way, look at this juicy gossip yeah. that like Karen told me. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. Thought, mm, and and I, I, there's nothing beneath Giselle, but I kind of was like, ah, we didn't need this from Giselle this week, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then Karen explains why she doesn't like Wendy because of the way she walks no well first the way she walks and then she says she talks about how she doesn't know anything about blackouts and fits of anger and wendy is interjecting and giving her opinion and so karen said you say you're a doctor but you're no medical doctor and they're like karen nobody thinks that wendy is a medical doctor it was just like i I love all of it about Karen like she's like for me she's just like Luann who like at least knows what's going on like Luann 
doesn't seem to know. Like Luann does live in the world she tells us she lives in. I feel like yes. Karen is at least aware that she is delusional. And yes. so, like I love Karen because if you're delusional but self-aware, I'll take it. Like it's hysterical. Like, no, we weren't gonna like think that you thought that you were genuinely concerned for Robin and that you didn't want to gloat. Like no one did, but she runs <laughs> up anyway. She's gonna have it. She was gonna have that moment. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like I don't know. I enjoy Karen quite a bit. And I'm enjoying oh, the best. She is the best. She was made for this show. She was made for this fame. She's, she's been waiting for this moment. Like she's been waiting to be put on a reality TV show. Absolutely. Like, you know, that's the life that she's had. Right. Since like, she was in a farm. It's very Chris Jenner to me that you're like, Chris Jenner could not have known what like becoming a Kardashian would mean, but she was perfect for what it would mean. It's kind of like what I feel about yes. her. She probably couldn't even envision it, but like she knew what it, what to do exactly when it came. And I feel like Karen is just like that. It's like, you're going to have to lean into this grand, the grand dame shit. You are going to have to buy a fragrance, girl. We are going to Paris. Like she is <laughs> I'm gonna do this and it's such a shame that Ray doesn't want to like play along yeah yeah I know this could be so awesome he could just hang around he could be the Ken to the Lisa he could just walk around he doesn't have a dog he can carry a fax machine under his head but he could just walk around behind Karen maybe carry the dom in his arms that's (laughs) the problem Ray does not want to be Ken Todd you're exactly that's the problem yeah. 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 <laughs> so we have this scene with Wendy and her kids, and I don't really care about talking about it. <laughs> I yeah, I'm so like the kids are cute, but it's like you can't keep giving me the kids to make me try to like Wendy. Like that's yeah. just not gonna happen. It's like I love the kids, I love Eddie, but we still gotta work on Wendy by herself. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and like so she talks about again living for your parents and getting your degrees and and look. I was I'm 10 out of 10 out of on Wendy. I love her. I'm all in on Wendy. But like this is the 6th, 7th, 12th episode now that we're hearing about how Wendy has degrees and Wendy's an immigrant child and what and I'm like I loved it initially cuz I was like, "Oh cool, I can totally vibe with this." But now I'm like, "I need to know more about you because this is it." The thing is the the stuff that she's trying to bring to the table could actually be very interesting. Like it would be so interesting to discuss like why she would be a political commentator on Fox News. Yes. Like ask like talk to me about that. Or like it would be interesting to like discover, you know, what she teaches her kids and stuff. Like that could be interesting if she would talk about they're being Nigerian, but she's not only raising them in America, but because of their socioeconomic status, yep. maybe they're the only black kids in their school. Something like that. She does not even give us that. And it's just like, she doesn't bring anything new to the table. Yeah, she's not trying to be authentically herself. She's trying to fit the mold of a real housewife yes, and trying exactly. to do things that she thinks a real housewife has to do. Yes. So exactly. she's trying to be messy like Giselle fight with everybody or say something 
black yeah man. and that's not her and that's yeah. why it feels so inauthentic yes eddie does feel very authentic he feels like a very nice sweet guy and so i'm often like what does so-and-so person see in their spouse that we are not seeing and so i just want to see who eddie knows wendy to be because he's deeply in love yeah. so it's like if, like if you would give up your family for a person like there's obviously like an amazing attractive quality in there and it's like so can we see it like why only eddie gets to see it yeah yeah i agree i agree i would have liked to know that part of their relationship like how much they love each other and seen that a lot more than i had seen like oh his family doesn't like my mother so you know i don't care about that yeah have you did you watch southern charm new orleans Yes, of course. Right. So I, Tamika and her husband, I was like, Tamika's a monster. Why would anybody like her? Right. But like, you see the relationship between the two of them. You see the way she is with her kids. You see the way she is with her son. Like, I feel like those are the parts where I was like, all right, Tamika's like not a complete monster. She's obviously. Also, I like Tamika. (laughs) (laughs) But I like her for the same reasons I like Kenya. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's, but you know, as like a, a person you then get to know the person beyond sort of the personality that they're putting on tv and i that's the same the issue i have with wendy and the thing is i think that's where karen wins for me because karen is the grand dame and she's crazy and she's kooky and whatever but like when she's with her kids or even like two episodes ago or whatever when she went on a walk with ray and they like talked about what his issues are with her like you can tell she's very deeply in love with ray she loves ray and so you see some of that like realness there and i feel like that's exactly what's missing with wendy it's like she's still too much like you know she knows the camera's on yeah she's too glam put pumping her breast milk it's like nobody pumps with all that makeup on and those lashes so stop I actually think she does pump with all that <laughs> You know this woman from, from the community. You know exactly <laughs> the kind of girl she is. <laughs> That's the problem, though, for me that, like, because she won't lean, she just won't lean in, is the thing. She's greedy. She's trying to have it always. She wants to be messy. Yes. And, but she also wants to be the beauty queen and who's pristine and like, so she keeps trying to grab everything. And so none of it feels honest. Is it like, are you the like know-it-all who's going to correct everybody and, but like be secretly a mess, then be Bethany, come show us. But like, she just won't do that. Like she wants to be Bethany and she wants to be like Luann and she wants to be, uh, you know, yeah. like respect. And it's just like, what are you when she does say that she's having a midlife crisis and i think that's what's being manifested here like she doesn't quite know who she is yeah Yeah. maybe you know and you know when i didn't know that she and eddie had been together since they were children so maybe that could also be like what eddie sees that we don't see like he's watched her grow up so he might have seen like the journey and like love who she's become over time or whatever but like we just aren't get, like I but I also was unimpressed from like the minute she showed up. <laughs> so like I was you- too. I was too. And then I didn't like the fact that she keeps throwing, oh, call me Dr. Wendy and all of yeah, that. And I, I, I hated that because I I didn't like that she thought that, that was like a good diss. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like like your writing staff was like Bitches like you addressed me like Dr. Wendy and you were like, yeah, that's a good one. Like you're corny. <laughs> it felt very Erica Jane for me. Like yes. Erica Jane swears she just killed it. Even yeah. though she just like so flat. Yeah. And like that 
like what that line for me was like even when they showed it in the trailer i was like this is supposed to drag <laughs> ashley like who cares <laughs> Yeah, like you address me as Doctor Went. Like, who fucking cares? Like, I you know. So, speaking of Ashley, how do you feel about Ashley? Do you like Ashley? I like everybody actually on this show uh, except Wendy. I even like Monique a little bit. Like, I like to dislike Monique. Like, yeah. I like everyone on the show for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So Ashley goes to therapy because she's got so there. She's definitely got postpartum depression, which is real. Thanks for sharing it absolutely believe that you have some of that but you're probably sad and crying all the time because your husband's saggy underwear was on instagram like it's so crazy because she keeps going to therapy and being like oh it's the postpartum depression and it's like no you don't want to fuck your husband because he tried to have sex with a stripper or he did have sex with a stripper like it's not anything else ashley and then her therapist is like you should work out and keep yourself busy and, you know, try to, like, figure that out. And she's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go on vacation away from everybody. Right. <laughs> she's also going to therapy, constantly trying to see what's wrong with herself. I know. But there's maybe there's nothing wrong with you. It's all him. Ashley has tried very hard for five or six years at this point to convince me that there is anything <laughs> worth a damn about Michael Darby. And I, I cannot see it. I, he's, like, he's not handsome. His jokes don't land. He's very awkward. He's like, he's a grover. <laughs> yeah, like work. what? I don't think he would be good in bed either. So what is she, what is she, no. what does she find there? And but he's just what, if he's a millionaire, it's one million, not multi-million. Yes, exactly. It's not like they live such a nice life that like, you know, like I can even explain Monique better than I can explain. Like I can't explain Ashley at all, especially since Ashley seems to be like a very independent, very self-assured person. Like obviously she has insecurities, but it doesn't seem to me that Ashley has ever woken up in like a day in her life and been like, I don't know what I think about something and yeah. I don't know who I am. Maybe there yeah. are like small moments where you question things, but she doesn't seem lost in the same way that Monique seems lost. And so like Michael being able to snow her this way confuses me so much. A couple of seasons ago, she had that whole storyline where she was trying to figure out her prenup situation or her postnup or whatever mm -hmm. that was. And every time mm -hmm. she talked about how much money she would get if she left him, the smile that she would hold back on her face, I was like, bitch, I know what you're doing. <laughs> like, we all know it. She'd be like, if I leave Michael, I'm going to get a lot of money. And then you would like, you would, you could tell she was just like so gleeful. She was like, oh, I can't wait to fucking leave him so I can get all that money. Like she is. Yes, but she had a, she's having a second baby now. Two babies. Maybe more babies mean more money. And she apparently hasn't signed that post up yet. So then I'm, I'm clue. Look, I have never fucked a multimillionaire <laughs> like more than once. Maybe. I don't even know if these people, I, you know, I had a very funny early 20s. What I'm saying though is like, I maybe I'm not up on game. I don't re regularly sleep with men who own Australian restaurants. <laughs> and like, but like, what's the game plan here? Because the first baby, I'm like, oh, you know, that could be securing her future, or whatever. But the second baby, after knowing what was gonna air with these episodes, like that's a statement. That's a like. That's a like declaration of love. Like you really riding with this nigga. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sorry, like you know what I mean? It was like very Hillary Clinton. Like, <laughs> it, 
a right, the vast right wing conspiracy. Like you know, it was like a very like Monica Lewinsky, Hillary moment, and I don't get why Ashley thinks she needs that other than right. she loves him, and I don't. Right, it's him. kind of yeah. confusing, and he has uh, older, grown kids from previous marriages. His one million is going to be divided amongst a lot of different exactly. people. So maybe Ashley's trying yeah. to get like threes to one or something. Like, okay. I don't. I just don't get what's going on. Like, and he doesn't even seem nice or sweet. You know how like some people are like awful to everybody but the persons that they love mm-hmm. or the people in their family or whatever. He doesn't even seem nice to Ashley. Like, aside from being like a terrible spouse, like for all the general stuff he does, like not take care of the baby or not help her or, or you know, cheating or whatever. Just like even when they banter with one another, he doesn't seem sweet or adoring or like, you know, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's it seems like yes. there's a scene where they like where she put whipped cream on oh, her no, don't and remind then they, like, me of that. He, she like straddles him. I'm going to do it because it's in my head and now it's going to be <laughs> in everyone's head. Because he's like sitting there and she gets into like a little teddy or whatever. She like mounts him and then she makes him look whipped cream off of her. And it is so awful. He almost or- even seems like he doesn't want to do it. Like it's really weird. It, yeah, I like I've been trying. I've been racking my brain because their scenes seem fake, but I don't understand why she would fake these scenes. Like I'm just so confused. Like I'm so confounded by this situation. Yeah, Ashley's hot. Ashley is gorgeous, and she's like I hate to say this, but it's true. It's like she's still young and pretty enough looking that if she wanted yes. another yes. millionaire, she'd have no problem. Like you know what I mean. Like, all of the things that, like, trophy wives are supposed to have, she still has. So it's not like, oh, if she leaves Michael, she'll never have a shot at love again, you know, or, like, cynical weddings again. Like, what are you sticking around for, girl? Yeah. Apparently, though, Michael does have come from a very wealthy family. So I think Michael's family has money. And that might be why she's trying to secure that bag. But again... It's not worth it. He's so gross looking. He's the most disgusting human I have ever seen on Bravo. Yes. like His face looks like a big pimple. He looks like a psoriasis poster. He is. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, I could see, like, even though Chris Samuels is not nice to Monique, I could see how if we were in like a group setting, maybe at a group dinner, he could be charming and everybody would be laughing and then you drive home night. Oh, that Chris Samuel is so <laughs> funny. You know? Yeah. Like there's not a single time I've been like, Oh, I could see why Michael Darby would be interesting at a dinner party. You'd be like, Who the fuck is that weird bat looking motherfucker over here? <laughs> why did he grab my ass? <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, it's like on top of that, he's like, I think, I don't know, I don't know what part of the story is fake, but I think that this weird storyline is constructed to distract us from the fact that her husband is a fucking groper. And like, so (laughs) I, I just don't understand why she has to be like the humiliated one to like distract from his groping, like just embarrass him in a different way. Like, Unfortunately, when there's a story about a man cheating on a woman, it's not the man who's humiliated, it's the wife. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, because now we're always thinking about the fact that she's got 
like titties full of milk. She's in pain. She's holding this. <laughs> He's like got his saggy underwear on Instagram, like you just said. You know what I mean? Asking That's some not- strange woman to spank him and before like- she leaves. That's what he told her. Before you leave, <laughs> can you spank me? Isn't that crazy? And like. He's not ashamed to show his face on TV. I mean, they accused him of groping a cameraman on the production team. And he still shows up to set. Like, you cannot shame this man. And so it's (laughs) astonishing to me that Ashley just keeps on taking this embarrassment. And this nigga is not ashamed of a single fucking... (laughs) I will say, like, even after the first year, I thought he would not show up. And he shows up every year. He loves it. He loves it. He shows up at the reunions he defends it he doesn't care it was like and i was i couldn't believe as he got accused of groping katie's boyfriend the first season you've had this weird crush on juan like and i don't mean weird in a homophobic way i mean weird like juan is clearly uncomfortable like back up you know and like you know like really wanting to hang out with ashley just so you could be with her co-workers like that was weird you know what i mean like like there, he just keeps coming back to the point where, to me, it seems pretty clear that he can only shoot scenes with Ashley, right? Yeah. Like it's very clear that they keep him away from literally anybody else, and he's still coming. Can you imagine somebody tells your spouse, "Oh, you're um, you're a liability." <laughs> yes, and it's like Rafa can't come with you to work because we don't trust her. <laughs> <laughs> and I still keep going to your job. Why? Why would you ever do that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That is absurd. Uh, yeah. And we're staging like Shakespeare plays about how we used to do threesomes and now we <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like, yeah, I feel like there was such a pivot, obviously, because of the fight with Candace and Monique, because before that episode, you had this whole thing come out about his, you know, wanting to get spanked by a random lady. And then, (laughs) and then um, they had that dinner, which I felt like was like the realest scene that we've seen between Ashley and Michael, where she, he's like, I'm not hungry. And she's like, I'm fucking starving. And we're going to talk about what the hell you did. was real at all really? oh no, my gosh that, it felt so fake to me like it just felt so when he's like cut the cameras like I swear yeah he was like okay great to talk about it we are done and it was just like it felt like so like look at me giving do you remember when beyonce had that um documentary on hbo called life is but a dream or something like that it was like right before Beyonce did the Super Bowl and she was like, you could never insult her. Like right before that happened. And <laughs> I remember it was like this whole thing was like an unseen look into the private life of Beyonce, but it didn't tell us shit. It was nothing. <laughs> it was just her walking around with her friends recording yes. some footage of the house, some footage yeah, of... Like, yeah, yeah, it was like weird. You you got nothing out of it. Exactly. Nothing private. It was like it was like they were telling us that she was giving us stuff, even though it was very clear she was giving us nothing. That's what I feel about that conversation with Michael and like Ashley at the restaurant. It was like, oh, um, we used to be a couple that was swing sometimes. And it's like, yeah, this man's been groping men this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> relationship is not traditional. Like I got that sense already. Like yeah. give me something new here. And then it was like, oh yeah. And Michael cheats because you know, he's jealous of the baby. Nigga, that's a story I've heard like, <laughs> every, 
jealous of the baby. Like, what are you giving me here? Like, what are we? Yeah, you're I right. Know. You're and right. That, and, and, you know, Karen. Karen was that. Bit, Karen said it right. She's like, yeah, we already know that. We've already guessed that. We don't need to know that. Yeah. Even Karen dismissed that storyline. She's like, I don't want to know anything more. We did this already. You know what I mean? Yeah. We even went as far as you being a whole groper, my dude. It can't just be, (laughs) oh, I cheat on Ashley. My bad. Like, we've seen worse. You got to come with better, man. Like, you know. All right, you guys. You're right. I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm very easily influenced. So they go to this this photo shoot for Robin's house. I loved Giselle calling it embezzle. Yes. <laughs> and like, again, I think that's why Giselle's my, Giselle would be my friend. Because I would crack up at that. Like, I would be well, like, yeah, all right. Okay. Like, Giselle's shade is like, obviously shade. And yes, it does like diminish stuff. I'm not going to deny it. Like, calling yeah. your friend's hat company embezzled is shady but it's fucking funny it's not the kind of thing that like would actually ruin your business you know what i mean it just seems like silly shade and i don't think kenya can do like slightly you know silly shade like yeah exactly yeah yeah so at this uh they have this event and they're taking photos they look adorable later on they're all sitting around ashley tells them that they're going to portugal candace guesses the flag for china i was like you know what candace i can't (laughs) i get it i didn't know it was portugal but you know what bitch and then just shut the fuck up don't say anything because it's obviously not china seriously you don't like I don't know anything about any fucking country. I know Mexico. I know the U.S. I might know Brazil. I know Nigeria and China. There's nothing like, you know why? Everyone knows China. China because China and the USA are always in competition for gold and silver medals in the, in the Olympics. That's why you to China. Like, of course, Wendy said, oh, I know Portugal because I watch soccer. I was like, yeah, that's why I knew it wasn't fucking China because I watched <laughs> but like also you're a black housewives franchise like they are not paying for y'all to go to fucking china they only (laughs) (laughs) think about it like think about all the trips beverly hills but look where how far this franchise has come the first year they went to delaware beach That's true. <laughs> they, went, they went to Bethany Beach. They didn't even stay at a nice hotel. They stayed no, at Michael's they stayed. La- beach house without air conditioning. In bunk beds, yes. <laughs> so now Portugal is like yeah. awesome. Portugal is like New York going to Morocco. Yeah, I was, very, I was very proud of them when they got to Paris last time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, this is this is big because and also when they don't want you to, when they don't want to spend money on a franchise they send them to the Caribbean it's like Antigua or something like that yeah <laughs> I was like there is no for Candace y'all are not going to nobody's China <laughs> um, and then Wendy wants to clear the air with Karen don don don. This is, this is like, so it was just, okay. It was hilarious. Cause first of all, Wendy came in too fucking hot. I was like, Wendy, calm down. It's fucking Karen Huger. Like, don't act like, first of all, you haven't been watching the show and you Mm -hmm. don't know about Karen. Okay. And also she's supposed, she says that she and Karen are on like certain boards together. Could you imagine being on a board with Karen Huger and going to those meetings and not knowing the type of person that Karen Huger is like, 
why are you coming in so hot with Karen? So she's arguing with her and she says, you were talking about me being a doctor, mimicking me, a doctor, a doctor of what you said. And you don't even have a degree, Karen. So this is what Wendy says to Karen. That and Karen was so like, like it was, so, it, was it, it was fucked up. It was the Nigerian stuff that I can't stand about Wendy. Like, not every Nigerian woman is like that, right? But it's mm-hmm. like, of course, the Nigerian girl would be like, I have a degree and you don't. Like, she's just such a stereotype of a Nigerian girl. It stresses me out so much. Yeah. No, I, I totally felt that, too, because we have that in our community as well. It's like they throw their accolades in your face. And yeah. as much as I love the fact that Wendy has the four degrees, she could brag about it all she wants. But, like, don't fucking throw that in somebody's face. But then Karen says the best thing I have ever heard when questioned about her degree. She says, I have a formidable institution of business and a marriage. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is why Karen is the best. This is why she's the queen. Honestly, this fight, while I was watching, I was like, Karen is a gift from God. Because like, like, (laughs) Can you imagine you are in the middle of a fight and you, a fight you didn't know was coming? Adrenaline is rushing. This bitch <laughs> with, with 5,000 degrees is coming at you about some shit. And you pull up all those words and string them up together to make up a sentence. Formidable <laughs> institution of a business and marriage in the middle. Who else? Who else would do that? Yeah, it's incredible. It's so funny. And then, of course, Wendy's is like, Wendy's like, I'm not one to brag about my degrees. And obviously, they cut to like 18 times that she's talked about it. And then, so Wendy's talking about having a doctorate and everything. And then, and then Karen says, I'm married to a doctor of business, so I understand education. First of all, Karen, no, you're not. So I, I looked this up. I looked this up. Okay. I was like, I wanted to be like, I didn't want to say anything about that line because I didn't know if being a doctor of business is a thing. Like, I was just like, it's not. It's okay. Cause I was, it's one of those things that, like, if she said it to me, I would just keep nodding. Like, the conversation should not stop, keep going. Cause I wasn't sure if it was right or wrong. Yeah. So I looked this up. <laughs> I looked this up immediately because I was like, there's no fucking way. So there is a degree of a doctorate of business. So you can have like a DBA. It's not the same thing as the PhD, but Ray does not have one. Ray has an MBA and then he received an honorary doctorate from University of DC, which is like 1000% not the same thing as like getting a fucking PhD. I, like, <laughs> I love Karen so much because she says my husband has, is my husband. But also it's her husband. It's not her. Yeah, no, but then she says, I'm married to a doctor of business. So I understand education. Like, no, you don't. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I honestly, I would have just, I believed her. I don't know. She was convinced. (laughs) (laughs) So it's funny because I don't think even, I don't even think that Wendy caught it because Wendy was like, Okay, well, it's it's not the same thing. The best part about all of this is that I think this is what, again, makes Karen Huger amazing, is that when <laughs> she was able to string together all those words that made no sense, but shut the other person up. And then she just like decides to pivot and she's like, I'm just going to show you how I mimicked you. And she makes a whole joke out of it. Now they have a choreographed dance. It was just so it was good. It was, it was incredible because she like, she just, it's. It's hysterical because 
the contempt Karen has for Wendy, it seems like so unearned, right? Like that's what makes yeah. it even funnier to me. It's like, I don't like Wendy either, but I don't know exactly why Karen hates her that much. Like Karen just hates her so much. And it's so, amazing. And so it's- like, so like Wendy's like trying to confront her and Karen hates her so much she does not care to like clean it up. She's just like, no, actually, bitch, well, how I irritated you was. <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeds to do, and then Robin is trying to instigate some more. She's like, no, I think it's more of a slither like this. And, I- <laughs> and Wendy's like, I sauntered. And then I saw she tried to own the moment. I sauntered where it was like, no, you've been dragged. Like, no, you don't, and you actually don't saunter down the stairs. I don't think you can saunter down the stairs, but you definitely can slither down the stairs. And like, even Giselle was following Karen, like in this line where that, like, and if Giselle is laughing at you in a fight, then you lost. You know, yes. Yes, Giselle yes. loves mess, and if she's laughing at you, then yeah. I, Wendy had the Wendy had the right thought of just giving up and just giving and then laughing in the end and like whatever. That's you guys why it's so annoying because then it meant like the fight didn't even need to happen. So now Karen washed you, and it was over something stupid. If somebody was like, "Oh God!" Like all Rafat does is talk about how accomplished she is. I, that's not what I'm not going to confront you. Please tell everybody how accomplished I am. Continue. Yeah. Spread it yeah. around. Give the information to more people. I can't stand Rafa because she has four degrees. That's you telling people that I got four degrees. I'm not going to sit down and confront you about it and be like, you have to love my degrees. Like, what was this fight for? You know? Yes. Yes, exactly. It was like two weeks ago when um, they had the episode. It was last week when they had the episode where Karen and Candace are talking and Wendy inserts herself where she doesn't belong. And the funniest thing is that after that episode aired, Karen posted, she was like, look at this lady putting herself where she doesn't belong, right? (laughs) And at the same day, Wendy was like, oh, props to Karen for like soldiering for her man. And I was like, you are Karen's bitch. Like, you're being so cute with Karen now on social media. And Karen is still dragging you. It's because she realized that, like, I don't know what show she watched before she came on to her season because from the beginning to me it seemed like she made poor choices in her alliances like from the beginning like I know like I think you go with Giselle but you don't go all in on Candace you you go no you don't definitely yeah. don't go with Candace for sure like you go with Giselle because even if like the same I kind of feel about Giselle and Karen like how I felt about Luann and Bethany it's like those two are the show like Ramona obviously matters too but like there were seasons where it was like Bethany or Luann, like you couldn't have the show without one, like you couldn't have the show without both of them. And there's the conflict, you know, she's talking about calling him the whore at Dorinda's house. I mean, like that was like, (laughs) that was like important. And I feel similarly about Giselle and Karen, like Luann being like the Karen and like Giselle and Bethany are not similar, but like similarly important. Like Giselle's the first person in the intro. She's in the middle holding her champagne. Yeah. Like they're like aligning with Giselle is not a bad idea, but like your first fight being like to yell at the shortest person for bringing her baby. To a house, like yeah. what a weird yeah. fucking thing. You fucking yeah. weirdo. And then, <laughs> and then like, 
oh, you're going to yell at Karen because she's unimpressed with your degrees? Like, like, what dumb fights are you picking right now? Or like, it's like, even with the Monique thing, like, I can understand them being like, I personally don't feel good about having Monique around. I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. I totally get it. But why is Wendy so insistent upon speaking for Candace to Karen about Monique? It's Candace and Karen's conversation to have, but even if it like wasn't their conversation to have, it, or like even if it's something that involves other people, no, why does Wendy care this much? She hardly knows Monique. Monique didn't attack her. Like, Monique isn't going to be around often. Like, why are you forcing something on Karen? Karen don't even like you. It just seems so bizarre, you know. Yeah. I'm still in on Wendy because I do like her on the show. And also I think because I enjoy watching Karen get so, like, irritated with her (laughs) and then just attacking her because it just, like, gives Karen something to do. Yes. And I love that. Karen is good in a fight. I love Karen in a fight. She's incredible. She's great. She's a formidable institution of a business (laughs) and a marriage. (laughs) Putting that – so I would – there's, like, never – there never would have been a moment in my life where I said those words in a sentence together. (laughs) Right? Oh, my God. Yes. So good. All right. Then we cut two days later and we find out that Monique filed a countersuit. And she gets so upset and she says, you rusty ass bitch, (laughs) you're listening to your lawyer and your stupid ass friends. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Candace? Not her lawyer. Like, just like with the rest of the season, I get why Candace feels the way she does. But then also there's reality, right? Like, if you assaulted me and I genuinely, genuinely felt like you assaulted me for no reason and I didn't deserve it, and then I pressed charges on you and you had the audacity to press charges back on me when you assaulted me for no reason, if I genuinely yeah. believe that, I would be as mad as Candace is. But there's, That's true. But there's real life. And like you were only pressing charges to be spiteful. Y'all were in an argument. I don't think it should be taken to the law in general. Not that people should get away with fights, but it's like you got into a fight with your coworker, like resolve it on like within production or whatever. I thought yeah. fucked up that production didn't fire her or just like ban Monique <laughs> from shooting. I thought that was yeah. whack. And I guess maybe as a last resort, it's like nobody's doing anything. Let me go to the cops. And then on top of that, the girl who whooped your ass is going to press charges on you. Like, yeah, I would see why that would be infuriating. Yeah. It's just the way that she like talked about it on camera was just she just always uh, she makes it so difficult sometimes to be on her side the way that she just processes things on camera. But I love her husband. I don't know. Like, I think he's hot. He seems like a really reasonable person. He seems like a like a, like a smart enough guy. You know, they seem happy enough. They seem in love. Like I really enjoyed seeing him imitate Candace at um, Monique's lake house when the husbands were imitating yes. him because it was like it was an impression that was clearly by someone who knew her and loved her. And so, like, I'm like, okay, all these great things about Chris Bassett, but he's in love with this terrorist. So what is wrong with him? <laughs> so I you know I I don't want to say that I'm like Candace level crazy but I totally understand sort of like the the this like fiery person being with somebody who's like a lot more chill I feel like maybe he maybe he's somebody who enjoys yeah does he like drama he looks like I feel like he does so well so here's the thing I watched the season 
and I hadn't followed some of it when it was happening, like when the actual fight was happening because it was all over the blogs. I followed some of it, but I try not to because then it ruins the show. But I went recently on like down this like, you know, middle of the night, like rabbit hole on Potomac because I was like, why do people love Monique so much? I don't understand. Because people really fucking hate Candace because she's a monster on social media. She's like terrible, terrible on Twitter. She's awful. She's like awful. Like so she's like her mother. That's the that's like yes. A lot of people say, oh, you know, Candace never got her ass beat before. That's why she was shocked. She didn't think Monique was gonna beat her ass. And I totally agree with that because I feel like Dorothy is a, a fairly wealthy like the sense we gather is that mo- like candace comes from money right yeah so the people around candace and dorothy or whatever would be people that would say these awful horrendous cutting things like they probably say to each other passive aggressive or whatnot and nobody fights because it's tacky to fight and so like i feel like for candace it's like you say the worst things in the world and then you get over it and nobody's supposed to hit anybody. And so she's so astonished. Like she's in, like, like her glass was like broken. Like her world was crushed because there were rules that you never hit anybody. Yeah. But like she got fucked up. And I think she's just so, she's so confused. (laughs) She is. But so she did. So while I was down this rabbit hole, I found out one of the things that happened between her and Monique was when all this shit was coming out on the blogs, Candace did some sort of like an Instagram live it in it. She says that she like, they're like, Oh, what are the blog? You know, what are the blogs saying? Whatever. And she says, it's not the blogs. It's one blogger in particular. And she says an obese piece of shit who needs to drop dead. Oh no. And then she says like, when are you going to die? And dude, oh no, that guy died like this week. You are telling lies. No, I swear no to God. Fucking way. So this is the thing. It's like Candace says this kind of nasty ass shit, and apparently it's a guy who had known medical issues. Oh. He was like on dialysis. He was sick. Oh, and I she think I know the person this. they're talking about because I think I saw a picture of him hugging Monique. Like a yes. guy with glasses, right? Yes. Oh my Ugh. god. So like our like did Candace say anything? Like did she, you know, apologize? Like, no. Send condolences, like nothing. Uh, not yet. Maybe you no. <laughs> I, I have a feeling I have a feeling Candace never wouldn't would be unable to do so. <laughs> I don't think she gets it. I, I never once thought that Candace was gonna hit Ashley at all. I just don't think Candace is somebody who manifests her anger physically. I mean, I think she's crazy and she like flails her arms and stuff, but I don't think she's somebody to hit another person out of genuine anger. Like, I don't think that's where her mean, like her anger goes first. I think her anger goes to her mouth first, even though I don't think she was ever going to like hit Ashley in that scene. Like I would be so embarrassed that I had to go grab my tiny little wife holding a <laughs> co-worker like what like why are we doing what is happening like why are we doing this right now you know yeah again that was a masterful scene by Giselle because Giselle just kept bringing yeah. Ashley back into the house <laughs> <laughs> and, and just eating there's yeah. another perfect moment of Robin just losing <laughs> I love the show. I do too. Ah. Thank you guys so much for listening. That is the end of our episode. By the time I finished editing this two-hour episode, we found out that Joe Biden won. So as you are listening to this, we officially have our very first 
female black South Asian vice president. So we've got lots to celebrate. I hope you guys love the episode. Find us on social media at The Reality Is Pod and find Ray at Ray Sani. We just had so much fun. I hope you guys loved it and uh, go hug your families.